Nah, we'll talk afterwards. But Chav Zayin Amid Beis, the bottom line. So this is an interesting thing. So the Mishnah, the first line of the Mishnah, I mean, when we learned it, I sort of just explained what the Gemara said. But the truth is, it's 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 an ambiguous line. The Mishnah says, "Kishem Shamayim Bait Kenaisa," just like she dies if she's guilty. "Kachamayim Bait Kenaisa," so too he dies if he's guilty. Now, who's he? So I, the adulterer. The Gemara just wants to know who is he, because again, there's two men involved. There's the adulterer and the husband. Now, why would the husband die? So the Gemara says, "Oisoy Laman." Who is this he figure that might die if there's a guilt? Let's go with husband. Now, what, what would, why would the husband die? So, my Ovid, what, what did he do wrong? I understand why the water is killing her. She committed adultery. Why should the husband die? And if you say, go to the next page. So, you're going to say, you know what the only sin the husband can do in this entire process? Is he can live with her on the way to the base of Mikdash. Okay. Now, a couple problems. First of all, that's a lav. You're not going to die from a lav. Secondly, what did the Mishnah say? The Mishnah said that if she dies, he dies. If you remember, if they live together, the waters don't affect her. So what, how could you say that the, that the killing is the husband if they live together? If they live together, then the waters don't even affect her. That's one of the technicalities is that the waters will have no effect if they live together. So if they're not going to kill her, they're definitely not going to kill him. So it, 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 there's no sin that the husband could have done that it would affect him. Oh, it's just, uh, first of all, it's Xerisakasov. I don't know if there's deeper, I'm sure there's deeper reasons. I'm not sure what it is. But the point is, the Pasuk specifically says that it only dies if they were never together. If they were together, the waters don't affect her at all. So if the waters don't affect her, they're definitely not going to affect the husband. So the, the Gemara speaks it out. If they live together, then the waters won't even affect her. As we said in the Braise yesterday, the Pasuk says that the man is innocent and the woman shall carry the sin. Meaning, only when the husband is completely innocent. Just one second. Only when the husband is completely innocent will the waters affect the wife but if the husband's not innocent meaning he lived with her maybe it's a punishment whatever it is but as once he lived with her so he's considered partially at fault because he sinned again a love so then the waters don't affect her so what's the scenario where the husband dies there is no scenario where the husband should die yeah didn't we also learn it's not only in this case where he sins but he could be not he could have been done something else. No, so the Gemara is not going to. No, the Gemara is not going to go that far. You mean you're just saying, Stam, Maybe the husband will die if he committed yeah. adultery two years ago. Uh, no, no, not he's going to die. The waters are not going to work because he's not. Uh, oh no, no, no! no it has to be. No, it has to be this type of sin. Like if he said Lashonara, that's thing? yeah, yeah. If he said Lashonara, it's not going to. It has to be. No, what if he did some? Okay. No, no, it has to be that it's Dafka protected from a sin in this Indian. So the point is like this. So what when the Mishnah says. He's going to die. It can't be the husband. So who is it? So we said before yesterday, it was the adulterer. So the Gemara says, El Labayl. Okay, easy. Here's the problem. Then shouldn't they say that? They always refer to the, the adulterer as the adulterer. You don't just say him. Who is him? The El Labayl. So the Gemara says, So listen, 
If that's the case, it should say boil then. If it means, it shouldn't say him. You should say the boil, the adulterer. The answer is loylem boil. The truth is, it is referring to the boil. So why does it say him? This is for context, for flow. Because it says her, it says him. In the end where it says husband, it says boil. So just for flow, because it says her. Just uh, you know, just for the context, uh, for the syntax. Oh no, true. No, that's true. But usually in, in the Mishnah, he wants to clarify who you're talking about. The answer is okay. I saw. I saw. It's for the syntax. It flows a little better. Now, the next Gemara is uh, again just to review in the Mishnah. The Mishnah said that how do I know that the the, the adulterer will also die? Because it says ubo ubo. Now, when I read the Mishnah, I told you that the drasha is that from the extra vav, not from the fact that it says ubo twice. It says bo'u, it could say bo'u, and it says ubo, the extra vav. Now, how do I know that? Rashi says it. But also, because the next line is Rav Akiva says the same thing about nitma vinitma, meaning Rav, Rav Rebbe says that the, we know the husband that, 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 that she's ushered to the adulterer because it says vinitma twice. Rav Akiva is from the extra vav. It's nitma vinitma, the extra vav. So bo ubo says so from the extra vav. The Gemara wants to speak this out. The Gemara wants to clarify when we know that the husband, the adulterer will die. Is it from the extra word ubo or from the extra vav ubo? That's the Gemara's kasha. Bo ubo kamar is the drasha from the extra vav. Or from the fact that the word is repeated. So from the extra vav or the repetition of the word. So the Gemara says, well, Tashima. Look at the next line of the Mishnah. We know that she's forever also to this adulterer. And over there, it's seemingly a vav. So ubo is also a vav. So the Gemara says, well, we'll ask the same question about vinitma. Is it from the extra word or from the extra vav? So the Gemara says, well, Tashma, we'll keep reading the Mishnah. The answer is, if you read the flow of the Mishnah, it's very clear. Rebbe Darshan's from the extra word. Rebbe Kiva Darshan's from the extra vav. So because Rebbe Kiva is consistent that he's Darshaning from the vav, ubo Ubo is from the extra vav, not from the repetition of the word. Now, what that means is like this. Revakiva will darshan vavs. It says the word ubo three times. Each one has a vav. So he's got six drushes to play with. So the Gemara says, because ubo three times plus vavs three times. He darshans the vavs as if it's an independent drusha. So three plus three, so you got six. So the Gemara says, Hilkach, Revakiva shisa kroiksivi. It says the word bo'u three times and the word vav uba'u three times, meaning it says uba'u three times, bo'u and vav, so it's six. Um, I think our scroll will bring down all, all the, I don't, I mean, I don't, it's, it's, in, um, it's, in, it's in the parasha three times. Um, no, correct. So now the Gemara is going to, no, we, we've met, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Mishnah is only twice, but it says it three times. So, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's pasuk chav beis chav and chav zayin and chav dalad. Chav beis chav dalad and chav zayin. So it says ubo three times. So how do you darshan? So the Gemara says there's six of them. Yeah. So chad litzava dida chad litzava diday. Tzava is interesting. Tzava means that the Torah has to command the waters to kill her. 
It's like a, it's like the Torah has to command to give the waters the power to kill her, not to command the Kayan to do it, not just to command the waters. So that's one for the waters to kill him, one for the waters to kill her. Chad la'asiyah dida, chad la'asiyah diday. One is to command the Kayan to administer it. That's like the tzivoy, right? One is giving the waters the power. That's two. One is giving the command to the Kayan to do it. That's two. One for him, one for her. And one is for the Kayan to announce it. We learned this in the past, that the Kayan has to clarify that although the Pasuk says um, thigh and then stomach, it's actually going to be stomach then thigh, because if the Kayan doesn't verbalize it, people are going to say, ah, oh, you see the waters are, it don't really work. Because again, the Pasuk, one Pasuk says thigh, then stomach, he has to clarify Although it's, it says thigh then stomach, that's the curses are for thigh and stomach, but the actual effect of the waters will be stomach and thigh. So two for the powers of the water, two for the command of the Kayan, and two for the Kayan to Moidia, to inform them of the proper order that it will take effect. That is six. Now that's if you darshan vav. Now if you don't darshan vav, you just have three words. So the Gemara says, Chalasi up. The Rebbe, Rebbe who doesn't darshan vav, so he just has three. So one is for the command of the waters, one is to the command of the Kayan to kill her, and one is to command the Kayan to be my dear her. It's all just her, right? The six is three for her, three for the adulterer. Rebbe just has her because he doesn't have six. Rebbe, Tulasa Kroxiv, huh? It's not the Kayan, it's the adulterer? Correct. Which one? Which one? The, the adultery, yeah. The Chad, the Rebbe, Tlosokroiksev. Rebbe says it's really three psukim. Chad letzava, Chad lasia, Chad liyadiyah. All for her. So how does Rebbe know that the guy, the adulterer, will be affected? The Rebbe. Keshem shamayim baitkin oisa, kachamayim baitkin oisa minale. How does he learn it out? Because he doesn't darshan vav like Rebbe Kiva. Nafkalei meditanya. He learns it out from the following price. So the Pasuk says, I'll just say you outside, basically, we'll see it inside. It says, Litzvah is beten, Betan and Yerach are neutral. It's not male or not female. So generally, if it's neutral, the Gemara is going to darshan male. But it's more um, uh, asexual, uh, ambiguous. If it was referring to her exclusively, it should say Litzvos bitna velinpol yercha, which is female. Now, by the way, it doesn't just say male either. It's ambiguous to say that it's not just affecting the female, it's also affecting someone else. No, I know, I know, but these words specifically are done without using the female uh, pronouns or sir, whatever. So, litzvos bet and vilimpel yarach. Bitno v'yerecho shobayil. It's referring to including the thigh and the stomach of the adulterer. So, atayim bitno v'yerecho shobayil ena bitno v'yerecho shonavos. How do you know it's referring to him? Maybe it's only referring to her. Well, kishuayim v'tzivsa bitno v'limpel yircha. It says another time in the pasuk with the hey female. Harei bitno v'yerecho shonavos. Amar. So we already have her car covered. Umani mekayim lintzal bitno v'limpel yarach. So why does it say it without being female? Bitno v'yerecho shobayil. It's referring to even the men. So the Gemara is, let's just get to the two dots. The Edach and Rebbe Kiva, what does he do with that? Rebbe Kiva, as we said before, he just darshins that extra ubo, that the Kayan has to inform them of the proper order. So people don't say, I thought it would be five first. So the Gemara is, and Rebbe, 
I thought he, meaning Rebbe's using this to tell you that it's referring to the guy. I thought it's, I thought that the Kayan has to tell the woman that the proper order is going to affect. The answer is, Rebbe's not darshaning from the extra words. He's darshaning from the fact that it doesn't say, my Why does it not use the female terms of the word? So the Gemara says, okay. But how do I know that it affects her at all? Maybe it only affects him. Well, because if it was only him, it would be male. Meaning, if it was only affecting her, it would be female. If it was only affecting him, it would be male. The fact, bitnoi. The fact that it says bitna which is exclusively which is ambiguous, it's to say that it's affecting multiple people. Now, just to finish up this daf, it's actually very, very short. Well, or this Pasuk is not referring to her. The problem is the Pasuk has to definitely also be referring to her. I'm not saying it would be that the waters don't affect her. I'm not sure. It would be a problem, but uh, each one is needed for definitely her at least. So just to finish up this daf, and then we'll... I'm, so the Gemara says, Analyze the words, because it, 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 you know, the first time I learned this, it sort of a little bit went over my head. I, I didn't notice like a glaring kasha the Gemara is going to ask. It says the word nitma three times. Im nitma, nitma, v'nitma. It says the word nitma three times. Lama. Well, why does it say nitma? Again, nitma implies that she's impure and there's an iser once she is a sota. So, echad labal. One is to say that when she is a sota, she is not muttered to her husband unless the waters clarify her. Echad labayl. One is to say that she's also to the adulterer unless she's proven to be innocent. Ve'echad l'truma. And one is that she's not allowed to eat truma. Meaning, let's say she's a baskayin. And she gets divorced. So normally a Baskain that's divorced, if she doesn't have kids, goes back home and eats truma. She cannot eat truma anymore. She is considered like a zaina, and she's disqualified from eating truma. So echa labal, echa labayl, echa truma. So far, so good. So Rebekiva, look at Rabbi Shemal says, I'm Rabbi Shemal, Kavachomer. Rabbi Shemal says, why do I need a Pasuk to say that she can't eat truma? It's a Kavachomer. What's the Kavachomer? Look at this if it's If you do it quick, it'll go... It'll go past us. Look at the Kavachomer. Again, this is to prove I don't need a Pasuk that she's disqualified from Truma. Uma Gerusha, just like a divorcee, Shemuteris the Truma, Asur Kuhuna. A divorcee is allowed to eat Truma if she's a Baskayan, but she's not allowed to marry a Kayan anymore because she's a divorcee. Zusha, Suba Truma, this one who's Asur and Truma, in Edinsha Asur Kuhuna, of course she's Asur Kuhuna. Meaning, the Gemara is going to ask the Kasha. Rav Akiva is using one of the Pesukim to say that she's disqualified from eating truma. Rav Yishmael says, what do I need a Pesuk for? It's a Kavachaymer. If, if a divorcee is not allowed to marry a Kayan, of course this woman can't marry a Kayan. Now, okay, I just want to speak at the Kasha. The Kasha is pretty clear, is that Rav, Yishmael, Rav Akiva was using one of the Pesukim to, to, to prove that she can't eat truma. Rav Yishmael was saying, what do I need this Pesuk? It's clear she's also a kahuna. Rav Akiva was referring to her inability to truma, and Rav Yishmael was only directing it to his, her inability to marry a kayan, meaning, I guess, if she's a saita and then her husband dies, she is pasal kahuna. She can never marry a kayan. She's not a widow. She's a zaina. Okay, so they're not really talking to each other because Rav Yishmael says to Rav Akiva, what do I need a pasal that she's asa for truma? Of course she's asal kahuna. Is, they're not... And he somehow knows already that she's Correct. There's something, there's something missing. And the Gemara tomorrow will fill in this. There's words, definitely, there's something missing here. Okay. Now, we'll end with this. 
The Pasuk says, Vihi nitma, vihi loy nitma. The Pasuk, I'll, I'll read you the Pasuk, it's an interesting Pasuk. The Pasuk says, it's a Pasuk in hey, Overlove ruach kina, a man becomes jealous, vikina is he warns his wife, vihi nitma, and she might be guilty, or she may not be guilty. So the Pasuk doesn't actually say what happens. It just says she might be guilty. She might not be guilty. It's basically like the Pasuk is describing every Saita. So what does it mean? She might be guilty. She might not be guilty. What, is, what are you telling me uh, uh, halachically from this Pasuk? So the Gemara says, she she's guilty or she's not guilty. The Pasuk like she might be guilty, she might not be guilty. What, what is the Pasuk telling me? The Pasuk is telling us, Shasafik Asura. Meaning, this is the source, we've talked about this a little bit in the past. Every saita, right? A saita is also to her husband until she clarifies the water. Why? Because it's a suffolk. We don't know that she committed adultery. Every saita is a suffolk tumah, and she's aser. Right? We have, you know, suffolk deraisa l'chumra, suffolk derabana l'kula. A saita is a tumah, because the Pasuk describes it as a tumah. We're not sure whether she's impure or not. It's a suffolk, and it's aser. So this is the source, Mikan Atadan Lesheretz. This can be applied to a Sheretz as well. Meaning, let's say there's a dead lizard on the road, and I'm not sure whether I, I stepped and I touched it, so it's a Suffolk Toma. So what's the halacha with Suffolk Toma? Is Suffolk Toma Tahar or Suffolk Toma Tomei? So the answer is we're going to learn it out from Sota. Sota is a Suffolk Toma. So just like Sota is Suffolk Tumah Tameh, so too if you're not sure whether you touched a Sheretz, Suffolk Tumah Tameh. But it has to be exactly like a Saita, meaning, Ma Saita, now just like a Saita. Shloi Asa B'Shoigig Kemezid Vainis Kiratzon, Asik B'Savik Kivadai, think about it, it's like a Kavachomer. A Sota is a case of a doubt. And we're being machmer. We're treating her as potentially impure until she drinks the waters. So it's suffik tuma tame. Yet a sota is not as severe. I'll give you an example. Let's say you find out you test the woman testifies that she was raped. Is she is she also to her husband? If she's a basi she also to her no. Let's say she says I lived with him, but I, the lights were off. I thought it was my husband. Legitimately, and somehow that could be proven to be accurate. Mutter. We only. It's only if she did it willingly. So it's very limited. A sheretz, if you touch a sheretz, does it matter why? I don't care why. You could think it's not a lizard, doesn't matter. You could have been raped, meaning that someone threw the lizard at you, it wasn't your fault, it was assaulted, doesn't matter. Suffolk, by, by, so by a saita, which has all the caveats, and still suffolk to be tame, so sheretz, sheretz, so a sheretz, which it doesn't matter why you touch it, if you touch it, you're tame, definitely suffix sheretz tame, just like a soita. But it has to be modeled after a soita, and that is, ubimakim shabas. If you're going to learn out suffix tuma is tame from a soita to apply it to a sheretz, then it has to be similar to a soita. How so? Masota Rishis Ayachid, right? A sota is by definition a Rishis Ayachid, right? It's happening privately. There is no sota in Rishis Aravim. Therefore, Af Sheretz Rishis Ayachid. A Sheretz is only Tomei if you're not sure whether you touched a Sheretz, if it was in private property. If you're on Main Street and you're not sure whether you t- stepped on a Sheretz, it's going to be Tahar. Why? Because you're modeling it after a sota, and a sota is Dafka Rishis Ayachid. Okay, let's keep going. Do you think this is fact or 
No, this is fact. This is just, we're learning it out, has to be exactly similar to a sota, so if it only applies in... There's no such thing. It's not that it can't be a. You can't have a sota in public property. That's not possible. That's not. That's still not a. You, there's no door. There's no private place. Uh, you, there's no yichud. If they're standing on Main Street together, that's not going to be a sota. So a sota, by definition, is a shusayachid. Therefore, a suffix sharetz is only going to be tamish shusayachid. But one more caveat. <laughs> this is interesting. Ma sota das lishal. A sota is also. You could ask the people involved what happened. Af sharetz. So to the case of the Sharetz, is only going to be Tameh if you can ask the people involved what happened. Meaning, let's say, right, if I'm walking and I'm Baruch Hashem, an adult with uh, the ability to comprehend things, and I'm not sure whether I touched a lizard, in a private property, I'm going to be Tameh. Let's say it's not me. Let's say you're walking with an infant. A, a three-month-old baby is on the floor, and you're not sure whether a lizard touched it. No one was around. I don't know, you, 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 you pick up the baby and then afterwards you see there was a lizard there. You're like, ooh, did the baby touch it? Could you ask the baby? No. Because you can't ask, or instead of the baby, the baby, you have an adult who's, a, who's a mentally unsound. Or you're not talking about a child, you're talking about an item. You're walking with your backpack and you're dragging your backpack on the floor and you turn around and you realize there was a lizard there and you're like, ooh, I'm not sure whether my backpack touched the lizard. So you say, well, Safik Tameh, no, because over here, I can't ask the backpack what happened. Meaning, by the Sota, all the parties involved are adult people that I can ask what happened. It's called Das Lishal. Therefore, we're only going to say Tameh if by the Sheretz, the people involved, or the item involved, is someone you could ask. But if it's people that you cannot ask because they're not Bardas, or it's dealing with an item, which obviously you can't ask, then it's going to be Tahar. That's a special halacha. The Gemara says, This is the rule. If the person involved is someone you could ask, and it's not sure whether it touched a sheretz, then b'rshus hayochid safik tameh. Modeled after sota. B'rshus harabim sveikai tahar. V'she'ein by das lishol. And let's say the sheretz, the case of the sheretz, the, the people cannot be asked. Either again, it's a baby, or a shaita, or it's an item, you can't talk to them. It's going to be tahar. That's that's the and, and I just want to end with this, and then we'll stop. Uh, one, well, I mentioned the kasha. We said before that Ravakiva uses vinitma, vinitma, vinitma. One is for the husband, one is for the adulterer, and one is to say that she's also betruma. Ravi Shmuel says to him, "What do I need a pasuk for? It's a kavachoymer. If she, if a grusha can't marry a kain, of course this woman can't marry a kain." So, okay, wait a minute. Ravi Kiva is talking about truma. You're talking about kahuna. What, what are we talking about? The Gemara says, "Ravi Shmuel am Ravi Kiva truma." Ravi Kiva is talking about truma. Umahadela iu kahuna, and his response to him is about kahuna. There's something missing. Vesu the Ravi Kiva kuna menali. And one more kasha. How does Ravi Kiva talk? No, Ravi Shmuel uses a kavachoymer. How does Ravi Akiva Taka know that the Sota is, is Pasla Kahuna. He knows that she's also for Truma. He knows that she's also to the husband and to the adulterer. How Taka does he know that she's also Kahuna? If, if she is, what's the source for Rav Akiva? We'll stop here and tomorrow. It's a very lengthy Brisa. We'll go through all the details. Huh? Rav Akiva? Vinitma. You're talking about Rav Oh, no, no. That's, that's part of it. We have to figure that out. No, I know, I know, but the Gemara is basically, it's part of the Kashas. There's something missing here, and that missing piece will be filled in. What does it mean it says?